This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time to do, 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 Where Sean Levine will step into the cage with Brendan Tobin in Are You Gonna Fight Me? I'm gonna fight your ass. Here on Tapped Out. That's right, fight me like a man. Only on the BetQL Network. You know the rules. I want a good, clean fight. When I tell you to break, I want you to step back out my command and break. Now go back to the corner and come out fighting at the bell. It is fight night from the 305 UFC 287 in Miami. Breaking it down with me, Brendan Tobin and Jake Noaker. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. But right now, it's time to get it on. Let me do that a little better. In the words of the uh, late, great Mills Lane, let's get it on. UFC 289 has been announced, and they're going back to Canada. Of course, Canada's finest fighter, GSP. But I think Rory McDonald is the second best fighter produced from the great white north. Are you going to fight me if I say Rory versus Robbie is the greatest UFC fight of all time? Oh, dude. No, I'm not going to fight you on that. I love that fight. I remember being, uh, where the hell was I? I was like at a, at a, I think it was at Goldstream Park, one of their sports bars there. We watched it on the big screen. Oh, what a fight. And and the fact that Robbie was down and that he had to get the the finish uh, one of the bloodiest fights of all time. I love Robbie. Robbie Lawler is one of my favorite watches of all time, too. I, I love Robbie Lawler. Um, no, man, can't fight you. I mean, one of my favorites. One of my favorites. The face of Rory. I mean, basically, neither guy had a nose left, right? Like, after that fourth round. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, I've watched the fight a 100 times. I believe that after the fourth, is that when Rory collapses? Because they put, or is that... They meet in the middle of the octagon at the end of one of the rounds. I can't remember if it's the third or the fourth. They're face-to-face, blood dripping from every orifice of their body. You can't see the nose from either guy. And then I want to say before the fifth, Rory just collapses, right? And that's the fight? Yeah, it hits him like right square in the nose. He said he couldn't see anymore. You know what's crazy about that? I remember it wasn't too long ago. I sat down with Rory at, uh, it was I don't know what the hell it's called now, it's Sanford MMA at the time. But he was down here training because he because uh, Canada was closed for the pandemic, so he came down to South Florida, and Rob that's Robbie's gym too. But he was like, you know, we've never spoke. He's like, I'm like, have you? Do you guys like talk about that? Like, it's like one of the all time guys goes never spoken of it. And I just think that's weird. Like, think about that. You, they always say like, you know, usually after you have a fight like that, you know, you, you oh you, you share something like that forever, but they don't talk about it. Now it's not like Rob, Robbie or Rory's the most talkative guy in the world. Like I feel like they just talk in grunts, but. Even still, like it's that was that's that's just such a such an all time classic. I feel like that's one of those uh, that's you know every fight fan. If you saw that one, it's if you haven't, go get Fight Pass and watch it. It's an or YouTube, whatever. It's 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 an all timer. 
Dude, I got into a fight with Mitch Swenson in eighth grade, and I still text him every single year on the anniversary of the fight. Like, the fact that those guys don't don't communicate, and we agree that it's the greatest UFC fight of all time, is just crazy. Um, I don't think it's going to be the greatest fight of all time, but it is announced. Nunez versus Pena 3. Are you going to fight me if I say, and it pains me to say this, Juliana has no shot. Like, I thought that maybe Amanda was on the back end of her career, had other interests, but we saw the fight again and it didn't take long. Like Amanda basically had her way with her. I don't think Juliana has any chance. That was just her night. You going to fight me? The only thing I'd fight you on is we've seen Amanda kind of get sick of fighting, right? Like, that was a pretty recent thing where – you know, we saw an unmotivated Amanda Nunes. Does this fight motivate her? Does this fight, you know, get her juices flowing? She got her revenge. She got it pretty easily and 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 handled Juliana. So does this same fight do it? Like, I wonder, you know, if Valentina would have won, would we have finally gotten the, the long-time bridge match? Would that have gotten Amanda going a little bit more? So that's the other thing. But if you're telling me like, yeah, a, a fighter for fighter, talent for talent. No, I feel like Amanda should win pretty handily. But I think we have seen that Amanda does, I won't say have one foot out, but maybe one, you know, is, is kind of eyeballing the way out. So if we get like a, a little bit more of a an unmotivated Amanda this time around, we've seen Juliana can hop on her and uh, and win. I don't think she's going to be unmotivated because this is the same one that she lost the fight to. I mean, she's going to look across the octagon and know that she can be beaten. Will she maybe not give it her all because it was almost easy the second time around? Maybe that could be a little bit of a concern. And if you want a value bet, you can get some great money on Juliana Pena, whatever that goes off at, probably like a 6-1, to 7-1 to one underdog. So the Octagon is in Miami tonight, and then next week it comes to the Midwest. Kansas City is the host for Arnold Allen and Max Holloway. You're going to fight me if I say – no matter what happens, basically, at this point, Max Holloway retires as a top 15 all-time UFC fighter. That's such an arbitrary – top 15? Because I, I, I don't think he's top 10. Like, we, we have our top four or five. We know the John Jones, the GSPs, the Andersons, the Khabibs, and then we all have kind of that next list. I think he's on that next list, right? Sure. Thank you. That's all I was looking for. That's really all I want. <laughs> like, I don't, uh, like, I'm not going to count off 45. I will say this. If you don't like Max Holloway and you're a UFC fan, there's probably something wrong with you. He's one of the most entertaining watches in UFC history. Badass, you know, has fought everybody since the time he was a child. And it's now a, a grown man and is still main eventing and is a fan favorite and is going to probably sell out Kansas City and people are going to go crazy for Max. He's like, he's he's beloved. UFC Hall of Famer, for sure. You're going to fight me if I say... Jorge Masvidal is a UFC Hall of Famer, too, for sure. I know he's got the spotty record, but if you just want to talk about, if you just want to talk about, like, at his peak in the highlights and what he meant to the promotion, he's a Hall of Famer, too. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, Cowboy just got in. Um, right. And he beat, you know, so, like, Same I thing. think that they give a nod to their fan favorites. Uriah Favor's gotten in. Um, so yeah, I do think that this, this last four years of his career, cause I kind of think that before that people would overlook him, you know, he had a lot of split decision losses, even though everybody knew he was a tough out, but I, I just think the fanfare, all of that stuff, if anything, you know, they'll do something, you know, they put like fights in the, in the hall of fame. I, I think for like, they'll put like the flying knee in the hall of fame or something like that, for sure. you know, like he'll get a moment in the hall of fame where he'll get to reflect on his career. 
which is an interesting one. I mean, like for a guy, I, there's not many guys like him who were in the game that long and nobody really gave the time of day to up until, you know, very late into his career and then became a superstar in this sport, which I got to say, I really underestimated how much he's still beloved down here, which is a cool, I will say is a cool thing about the sport that in boxing, that would never happen. If you lost three straight, you would be an afterthought. And this city still really embraces him, man. I mean, they, they really are rooting him on and he was sitting there taking selfies, doing autographs, you know, high five in the crowd. And I think that is one of the cool things that UFC has over boxing is that fans, even if you're on the downslide, if you're Donald Cerrone, if you're if you're Jorge Masvidal, doesn't matter. They'll still appreciate you. What do they call that arena nowadays? It's not American Airlines or that crypto coin. What, is, what are you guys calling it nowadays? It's called the Caseya Center, which, you know, I, it's like a software company. The Caseya company. Center. Okay. Yep. It, the that Caseya was same, Center. Same name for 20 years, American Airlines Arena, and now it's had four names in the span of 12 months. All right, for the sake of this conversation, the American Airlines Center, tonight when Mazadal makes the walkout, it'll be the loudest that place has been since when? Man. Um, probably Eastern Conference Finals last year, you know? But if he loses, it's going to be sadder than Jimmy Butler missing that three. I mean, that was the, the, saddest, <laughs> it was the saddest I've heard that building in a while. Um, speaking of losing, you're going to fight me if I say both Usman and Valentina are in the exact same spot in their careers. And I basically think of them almost as the same fighter, right? Like great careers. We're talking about for sure. Hall of Famers defended their belt a bunch of times, but right now they're kind of at the same spot where they're a little stuck and on the downside, you're going to fight me. Um, Man, I mean, like, Usman lost by such a slim margin, dude. I mean, I, I still True. don't – I think that Valentina, I would say, is more on the downslide than Usman because, you know, her last fight was a very close fight. People thought maybe she lost. And then this one, big mistake to Grasso. I mean, Usman, yeah, you know, has the the head dip and all that. And then, you know, I, I thought the last fight should have been a draw, but – Whatever. Uh, it's it's to the same guy. I think we've seen it to, to multiple opponents. But it is an interesting thing. I mean, look, we could almost have three of them, right? Like, if this happens to Style better tonight, he's almost in the same spot. Absolutely. I don't know if it's necessarily – I don't know if it's necessarily the downslide. It's just such an interesting spot. Like, you're almost in no man's land. Like, where you're almost like Max, right? It's like, where do you go from here? Well, you're going to be headlining fight nights, and obviously you'll get fanfare, but until – until that that reigning champ is dethroned, you're kind of on the sidelines after you lose your rematch. We know where Bo Nichols going from here. He's fighting Treshawn Gore at UFC 290. That's taking place in June. You're going to fight me if I say Bo Nickel, friend of the show, by the way, joined us about a month ago. He's the best fight. He's the best wrestler to ever step in the octagon. Better than DC, better than Chael, better than Askren. He, he's, he's the best. He seems like it. Um, I mean, like the idea that he's going in there and just mauling people. He's already got the 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 buzz going for him taking on Hobbs. The one thing I'd say with Bo Nickel that I think he should do, though, I don't think he should go the Sean O'Malley route. You know, like I think that he you go in there and you're getting all people hyped up. Like, what could he do right off the bat? What could he do with so few fights? 
man, I feel like if you take the big hacks, and I think he could win some of those fights against big contenders, I think that's going to lead you to get big money faster right away. They'll rip up your contract. They'll go to, you know, treating you a little bit better. How big? I, I just, I mean, you want to you step in there with Hamzat Jamayev in a couple of months or what? Yeah. I Like, I think you do something crazy. Like, <laughs> I think you do something crazy that just, like, sets you off onto another. Like, who was Hamzat before Fight Island? Nobody knew. You know, I think it's it's just a case of, like, when do you get exposed the right way? And I think for him, he gets one of those fights. Like, nothing against Trishan Gore. Great, you know, great fun fighter. Um, but I just think that, you know, a, a Bo Nickel, I think, is already got the buzz in a in a bigger spot for him right now. And I think that, okay, you do one more, then take a real big hack. Like, go for a guy in the top 10, top 5, and then see what kind of a rocket they put to your back. I'm with you because, really, what do you have to lose? I mean, if you lose, you got the built-in excuse that, well, it was too quick. But if you win all of a sudden, as you said, right. you beat Hamzad, then you're fighting for a belt within a calendar year. Uh, we've been talking a lot about the 305. Miami is hosting UFC tonight. Main event, Israel Adesanya versus uh, Alex Pereira. We'll break it down, give you the method of the madness here coming up in a little while. Who's going to win, how they're going to win, and how to make some money. Uh, speaking of Miami, I was thinking about this yesterday. You're going to fight me if I tell you that, the, dude, the Miami Marlins are the worst organization in professional sports. I keep losing money on them, so I'm a little upset, but what a joke. It's, I, I, I know you're not supposed to say this because you like, you know, you're, you're friends with them and you MC at the games and you're the guy that dress. Dude, that's the worst organization in pro sports. You're going to fight me? I mean, I guess now that the Kings are in the playoffs, I can't go with them. Right? right? Uh, it's tough. There's not many. There's not many that are are Cleveland uh, Browns. Competing. Yeah, Cleveland Browns are pretty bad. But no, I get what your point is. Like, it's been hard times, man. I don't know what it'll take. They've, uh, you know, it's now two owners that they've had that have been on the cheap skis. They just can't see. And the thing that the guy I honestly feel the worst for is Sandy Alcantara because. That dude is legitimately like the best pitcher in baseball. There's not really anybody who's close. And Did he win the Cy? Won the Cy Young last year. Just won a complete game. Won nothing. Complete game shutout. Mm. Did it in under two hours because of the yeah, new had pitch the overs. Lot. Um, Well, you know, that would, that's always a dicey bet with the Marlins. So, yes. yeah, man, it, it's, it's tough. It, it makes me sad. But still a lot of great memories. You know, I have so many great memories from the uh, – from the uh, the two thousands Marlins that that really oh Gary Sheffield is that Bobby Sheffield yeah get, well that's ninety seven I'm mean, even like after that like you know, Mike Lowell Derek Lee Craig uh, Council Craig you know, Council yeah of course you know uh, Josh Johnson Josh Beckett Dontrell Willis Miguel Cabrera you know some really good ones but man it's been hard times lately can't lie Craig Council was the best man in my cousin Brad's wedding. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Really? Just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah. Hmm. My cousin Brad, uh, in fact, considers himself responsible for, like a little bit responsible for one of the World Series victories. There's a great story I'll tell you off air about how they let the families on the bus and they were down a game and he jumped on the bus I'll tell you about it off, Eric. It's a little bit inappropriate. Uh, You're going to fight me here on the BetQL Network. We're not two weeks out from Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. You're going to fight me if I say, I think this is going to have more interest than even like the Fury Wilder fight. No, I'm not going to fight you. I think that they have so much social media buzz behind them. They're two young guys who I think know how to market this fight. They both already have their camps. There's a... You know, even with Floyd not promoting Javante anymore, there's still that Oscar De La Hoya. He was getting at Floyd earlier, so there's going to be that old head crossover as well. So, no, I think this one's going to be a monster. I think next week you'll feel a lot of that that buildup get even bigger. They don't like each other. Uh, There's been a lot of personal shots between them for a while now. I think it's going to be an incredible lead-up the next couple weeks of this fight. Can't wait for it. We've got UFC action in Miami tonight. Octagon comes to Kansas City next week, the week after that. Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. If you like fighting, you've tuned to the right place. Coming up next, the method to the madness. Who we taking? How we taking them? How's the fight going to finish? What round? Let's make some money for the people. Brendan Tobin, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, and you locked into the BetQL Network.